Welcome back to our daily walk. It is getting cold out. And uh, not much is working for me today. My uh, my meteor mic has some, some problem with it. I'll have to take it home and hopefully fix it. Um, and then my wonderful clip that I use, usually use here to keep my phone nice and propped up, it broke. The clip broke. Uh, but hey, you know what? I got a good several months use on that thing for $4, so not too shabby. Toss that bad boy away and I'll see if I can go find me another one of them, just like it. If it lasts me $4 for several months, yeah, I'm all right with that, you know? Uh, so, um, regardless, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to kind of carry on a little bit more about what we talked about last week. Uh, where Remember we were talking about um, the what has been given will be taken away uh, and given to those more faithful. And uh, that kind of was the model that happened with the early church. Uh, as the church was founded, the Pharisees were all up in a tizzy about it because, you know, ah, you know, whatever. And, uh, and then what happened is, you know, Jesus comes along and, and basically transfers the power of God from, you know, the Pharisees from that area. In fact, uh, uh, when I was in grad school, I, I had a good friend of mine who was a Jewish Christian and, um, you know, he's around a bunch of other Jewish people and, and they, they start asking a lot of fairly condescending questions about Christianity because, you know, you're Jewish. Why are you doing all this? And, and he finally stopped and said, excuse me, may I ask you a question? Sure. He says, if the Messiah hasn't come, why did you stop sacrificing cows? And that's the reality of the matter. Um, we do have this new covenant. Um, but what happened is in Jesus talking about that parable is he, he says that you guys have been unfaithful with the word. And so I'm going to take it away and give it to those who are more faithful with the word. And that is a very scary proposition. And I think back and I was reading through, uh, and I talked about this on a daily walk uh, a month or so back, um, I was reading through, um, you know, some works from Calvin and some works from Schaefer. And, uh, you know, Calvin himself, he did not want to separate from the church. He didn't want to cause this unity. But somebody said, you know, like, why not have unity instead and just forget about those little things? And he went on to this very large discourse basically saying that that when when the... The plan itself starts to pervert, uh, and when the gospel itself starts to pervert um, what was going on in, in light of uh, in light of everything, um, uh, basically, when the church became as large as it was, and of course John Calvin is in the 1600s, and the church got so large and so powerful that what the church said went, it didn't matter what the Bible said. And that was a problem. And at that time, the people were not literate with the scriptures because they were not even allowed to have it. Our day now is even worse because the Christians are not literate with the scriptures, but we are allowed to have it. And we have ready legal access to it everywhere. Even if you don't have a Bible at your house, you can get it on the internet at school. I mean, you can find information. You could probably walk in any church in this country. I, I'd say 90% of churches in this country and say, I don't have a Bible. I don't really believe in all this stuff, but I'm kind of curious. Could, could you give me a Bible so I can at least read it once? And I'm sure that anybody would probably, any any church would probably give you one, whether whatever version of the Bible they happen to have. And... But the problem is we are not using those resources. But what happens in our society is it becomes easier and easier for us to not do the hard work of looking at things ourselves and instead listen to the pastor in light of all that, which is a fine thing if the pastor is teaching you the scriptures, but it's not a fine thing if the pastor is 
kind of leading you astray in a way, uh, leading you towards numbers, leading you towards programs, not towards the scripture. And ask yourself that fundamental question. Is your pastor, is your church encouraging you to get into the word and to learn what God says for himself? Or are they too focused on their, their missions and their plans and their numbers and their growth? And that's kind of what it comes down to. And uh, so as these reformers happened, they didn't want to have a reformation. They wanted to they wanted to reconcile things. They wanted the church to repent and come back and say, we were wrong. And that never happened. And so that's what happened with the Protestant switch. But then some more things happened, um, uh, happened, uh, you know, slowly in America around the 1800s, we started getting this denominationalism spreading throughout the country. And several denominations are good. Several denominations are a little bit shaky. Um, there's, I mean, I, I can even say that, that even among the Catholic Church and even among even the Mormon Church, there may very well pe be people who are saved, but they are saved in spite of what the church teaches instead of what the church teaches. Um, and, and and by the way, by making that statement, I'm not affirming the Mormon church at all. I bring that up simply because I used to live uh, very close to the Mormon epicenter of the world, being Salt Lake City. And what was rampant in our churches out there is anti-Mormon stuff. Uh, just like, oh, you're Mormon, you're going to hell. Well, you haven't even assessed the point of theology. Just like Catholicism, if you follow the measures of the Catholicism to the T, they don't save you. What saves you is the saving faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. <laughs> And a person can be saved in spite of the church they go to. Uh, they can have doubts about the church that they go to. And I'm going to leave those discussions for another day. I'm just saying don't be super judgmental immediately off the base. But what my point is, is that many churches have gotten so large that they have become the means to their own ends rather than bringing people back to the Word and back to the Scripture. And in reality, we have nothing but the Scripture to guide us directly. So when a church guides us directly through the Scripture, that's great. But when they start adding a lot of extra things, that is where we start having some problems. And so this gave rise to, I don't know, about, about a decade ago or so, was the emergent church shows up. The emergent church, where it had it right, the emergent church got a lot of things right in that they saw challenges with the church and they wanted to do something different and say, we're having a problem. The challenge is they didn't have a reformation going back to the scriptures. They saw scriptures as the enemy. They embraced postmodernism. They said, we got to move forward to something else. They didn't want a reformation. They wanted a revolution. And that's the difference. So a reformation brings us back to the core. A revolution moves us on to something else. So while you can read through some of the things the emergent church people said and go, wow, that's really good. It's so dangerous because they're not leading you back to God. They're leading you on to postmodern theology. And that's a scary thing. And then this brings rise to other questions. We have the mega church movements and all these. And the challenge is when these churches get so big, and I think when any church gets so big, it starts to be afraid of offending the world. It starts to adopt things from the culture rather than standing firmly on the word. And what happens is we start to embrace the concept of the church is the ultimate goal. The church is the ultimate ministry. The church is the ultimate thing. And while I'm going to absolutely affirm that Christ said that the church is his bride, 
He's talking about the church universal, the body of believers. He's not talking about a building, an organization, or a denomination. He's not talking about all that. And not all churches are built the same. Because as I start seeing some of these mega churches, if you watch, if you go to one of these mega churches, watch the sermons in the mega churches, and the sermons seem to coincide with the mission and the plan of the church. The entire thing is to preach a sermon to motivate you to join their little groups and to motivate you to do their little things. And none of it has ever brought you back to Christ as the scriptures would teach. And that's one of those challenges is that we have to balance what is right while at the same time we remember that there are some perversions out there we have to be very aware of. And so we have to keep those things in mind that the 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 uh, ultimate point of a good church is a church that brings us back to the scripture and stands on the scripture and doesn't grab its cue, excuse me, doesn't grab its cue from the culture it grabs its it grabs its cue from um from the bible alone and that's the thing we need to get back to is the bible alone is the authority now obviously we have to name missions we have to name programs and programs are not an ultimately bad thing the problem is is that when the church directs you more to um more to what it's doing than it does directs you back to the Word of God, then it has set up an idol for itself. And that's something I want to think about. And and I raise these issues because I myself am struggling over, over matters of the church. I mean, you, you know what happened if you follow my daily walks. You know what happened a, a few weeks ago when a church I've been attending for a while is just like, yeah, we need to. Uh, the Bible's not as clear cut as that. I'm sorry, but on many matters, the Bible is unclear, but on a whole lot of matters, it's exceptionally abundantly clear. And we have to learn to recognize the differences between what is a cultural thing and what is the Bible. And that's kind of what we have to, uh, what we have to go by. So uh, thanks for watching and thanks for going with me as on this struggle in my own life as I'm still looking around for a good church that is truly Bible-centered. And I got news for you. Everybody's like, oh, my church is Bible-centered. Until you start standing back and you look at it and go, do they bring us back to the scripture? Do they bring us back to the scripture? And that's one of the things I'm looking into right now is which churches bring us back to the scripture? Which churches will help us in our growth with Christ? Which scriptures, uh, which churches are going to encourage us to walk no longer as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind? <laughs> so thanks for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.